0: What's up, Unleash You fam? It's the Unleash You podcast. As always, Michael Faber sitting in with the sometimes Samara Carvo. Yeah, all the time Samara Carvo, sometimes here. (laughs) Debatable. (laughs) So on today's Unleash You podcast, Samara, what will be the topic the question we'll be answering? The question we'll be answering today is how do I
1: turn ideas into action?
0: How do I turn ideas into action? This reminds me of something I said today. I was talking to, uh, I guess you could say now, one of my old players, not one of my current players, and uh, we were talking about how everybody wants to win, right? Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants the dream job. Everybody wants to dream life, whatever your dream is. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants to be successful, however you term successful is on you. I'm trying to figure out why my one hand wasn't in now, what you deem as successful is completely on you. I'm not here to tell you your definition of successful is right or wrong. I don't think we can do that. But everybody wants to be it. But not everybody wants to do what's necessary to get it. right? Like everybody wants to win, but not everybody's willing to do all the little things it takes to win more often than not. Because everybody wants to win. Everybody wants the dream job everybody wants a dream house whatever that is to them everybody wants a dream car whatever that is everybody wants that but are you willing to do what it takes necessary to get it right. so when you ask that question it's how do you turn like a goal almost into a plan and how do you take action on that plan then that that step process it's almost like the mountaintop right. how do you start to climb right how do you how do you map out where you want to start to climb and then how do you start climbing is the question of how do I take this and make it into something real or big or and make progress, right? Even though you don't want to talk about progress because that makes you look back. John Maxwell, thank you. Yeah. So, how do you turn plan into action? Ah, for me. (laughs) Nope, the other guy.
1: (laughs) It's a softball, just whiffed it. so, how do you turn plan into action? Uh, I think the, the best, actually, uh, example that I have uh, is, well, I guess I got two of them, but we'll choose my dad. Uh, he, from being a little kid, had the plan of being a doctor, being a doctor of something. Uh, That was what he was gonna do. He had everybody call him doctor as a kid. He had the whole thing going for him. He he was determined. Uh, He had a few roadblocks. He was in Sierra Leone, which is at the, still at the bottom of the UN's index for poor countries. Really poor. It was war torn. The education that was there wasn't going to get him to his end goal. And he had to, he had to reach his goal. So. He researched like crazy, he worked really hard, uh, started getting his feet under him in the education space, and he came to the U.S. Uh, And he turned that, he took the steps, he started somewhere, uh, which I think would be the the beginning. Uh, The kind of giant move that you can make when you're turning a goal into an actual plan for success is start, do the first steps, get your feet under you, learn where you gotta go, learn what it is that your goal requires and start amassing those things, start uh, acquiring those skills because in the end, you're not going to get where you want to go if you don't acquire the skills that you need once you get there. Mm. Uh, So my dad absolutely did all of that and he is Dr. Carbo today, shout out to Pops, And uh, he then went back and started providing other people the opportunity, but that's story for another day. Uh, I think the big thing in all of it was perfectly encapsulated by yours, Michael. uh, It's the dream. And they call it the American dream because it is something that Americans hold, that it's a thing that we all have together. And we share that, why? Because it's the ideal. If we can get to the ideal Absolutely. More power to you. That's amazing. But it's kind of a dream because not a lot of people, in my estimation, are willing to put in that work and acquire those skills to actually make it a
0: part of your life. Mm. Now, so how do you you define those skills? Because you say make those Mm. skills part of your life. How do you take it and get those first, identify those skills, but then also almost like lifting or doing sit-ups to get abs, how do you strengthen those skills that you'd speak of yeah
1: um, I think one of the things you said out uh, lifting was a great example uh, when you lift when you start out lifting you're, you have no idea what you're doing you get into the gym and you just kind of start doing things and until somebody gets in your life and mentors you or, prov- or you somehow get those skills. Now, mentorship is one way, uh, just because I've been hearing that word a lot lately, I'm using that, but you can uh, look up the example of somebody else. Uh, you can find how somebody else went through that path. Now, my, my, my pops, he didn't have that exact example. He had just kind of floundering, going through, and then seeing, oh, okay, my university can tell me. So you have... The advisors in that case that can provide you with a plan that you're going to follow all the way up to the doctoral program. In his case, or in the case of working out, you can follow a plan. There are loads of workout programs. And uh, okay, what sport are you in? What do you need? I mean, Google's full of them. Uh, if we're looking at a more um, more job-related uh, type of idea. Uh, there's a word I'm just talking around that I can't find. But if you just doing a great uh, job of talking around it. Thank you. Um, but if we're looking at uh, job-related tasks, I would say best thing, go to the boss. Go to somebody who's been in the company longer. If you're starting your own thing, that is hard. <laughs> you're going to have to try and find somebody who can help you in that or look at the example of somebody who came before you. Uh, And that will provide you not only your first steps, but continuing steps. Once those uh, are more than acquired, but once you get past that and you are looking for something that... There's an idea there that isn't coming out, but the the one that I'll talk (laughs) around is your perspective on your next steps, once you get past the first and the second, is generally going to be to kind of slow down and get pat, get uh, back on your laurels. The, the advisor or the mentor in this case is there to show you the next step is going to be farther than you think it is. Uh, in a lot of cases, you're going to take the next step and it's gonna be a big one. And then you're going to see that big changes. You're in the gym or you're in, or you're in your workplace or wherever, You're gonna see something that's gonna push you further than what you were ready to take on. But it's all for your good. It's all for you to be better at the thing so that you can, like we said in the beginning, turn your goal into action, into your
0: summit. What do you think? I'm gonna do that unfortunate thing that always happens. I'm gonna disagree with you. Okay. You you used a, a metaphor about the gym. Right, Mm -hmm. like that was your example. Yes, and and where how I would disagree is that when you work out in the gym, your mentor is not making you do more. It's not making you do more reps. It's not making you push more weight. That's going to be you. No one can make you do it other than yourself. Here's my issue with the prototypical mentor: Mm -hmm. is that you're following his footsteps, but that's not your story. That might not necessarily be how you're supposed to make it. You're not necessarily developing the skills, the scars that you need to develop to get there, because you need to develop some scars unless you're just gonna ride. Now, if you're just gonna follow, like if you're gonna work for this one dude, your whole time, right. or you're gonna follow this one company your whole time, sure, learning the steps and the bylaws of this company and moving in that action, that's fine, right? But if you're trying to do your own thing, if you're trying to create your own. Saying, like, hey, go, go see what they did. I mean, because I could tell you, and I'm sure you already know, a million stories where someone made it, that they did a, something completely opposite than the person that we just spoke about. And then continue down that road. Of people that right. complete different life than made it. Complete different life than made it. Complete different life than made it. So, to me, saying, like, look who did before you, this and that. Like, that's great for an idea saying it can be done. The problem is you normally don't know the way until you already did it. Right, like Jay Shetty said about the, you know, school and life have it reversed. Because in in school they teach you a lesson and then you get a test and in life you get a test and then you get a lesson. Yeah. Right, so it's like that when when you say have a plan and then take action, here's the deal. To me I think the number one, the first thing is your mindset. Get Get over the fears. Right? get over the hesitation get over the procrastination get over just the laziness whatever it is get over that part because it's easy to say I want to be great I want to do something great I want to be successful I want to do all these things it's harder to do it Absolutely. so right so you have to to acknowledge that's going to be hard and acknowledge that it's like all on you like this this is your thing right like you might get someone to help you but probably not and you might get someone to go along with the journey, but probably not. And to say, I'm going to depend on that means you're going to depend on failure. You're depending on a wild card you don't know. You don't know if you'll get it. You don't know if you'll have it. And you don't know if you have it when you need it. So let's not depend on wild cards. Let's depend completely on ourselves. Because that's your goal, your dream, your life, right? Your plan. So how I take action? Uh, I did the same thing in the test idea, right? We, I had right. the podcast this past weekend. And it was the test idea. It was the idea that I I know where I wanna go, right? Let's say you wanna be a teacher. I know I wanna be a teacher. Where am I now? I don't have a teacher's certification or background or degree, so I know I have to go in that direction. So how how, how can I go in that direction? All right, let me Google, thank God for technology, let me Google things necessary or needed to be a teacher. All right, now I can look at this and say what I have, and what I don't have, boom, all right, this is what I don't have. Put this on its own list. Google, how can I get this or do this? Boom, all right, now I see I can go there. And you just go one by one by one by one, and that's your plan of action. That's how you attack. But the the, the most important part of this is, one, knowing where you want to go. That's one of the easiest, right? Everybody kind of has an idea of where they want to go, I guess, to a degree, right? Yeah. You You kind of want to go to this area. All right, cool. I want to go to this mountaintop or this goal, this destination, whatever you want to call it. Where am I now? That's hard because you have to be brutally honest with yourself about where you are. A lot of people don't want to be brutally honest about where they are because uh, it hurts their self-esteem because they put this persona on and they try to uh, make this this show like they're bigger and badder than they are rather than saying, this is me, this is where I'm at, this is my life kind of thing. So it's being completely honest with yourself and vulnerable and saying, this is where I am. This is my shortcomings. These are my strengths, etc., etc." But this is where I'm at and this is where I wanna go. So now I have these two points. All right, how do I get here? What do you need to get? What do I need to be able to be at this mountaintop? All right, cool. And then I can start lay, step by step by step and that's my action plan, right? And then I can just decide, all right, this one's a little easier. I'll do this one, right? Like this one's a little harder. I might put that off till I'm gaining more confidence in myself because people use that as momentum, but I'm gaining more confidence because I'm accomplishing more. I'm getting closer and closer. So I'm gaining that confidence in myself. Now I'll tackle some of the harder ones because I've built up the muscle to be able to make that attack on that plan like I've been having. But it's, it's easy to sit here and say, I want to be great, man. I, I, I got big things. The Lord made me special, man. I got big things to do. So my mountaintop is huge. How are you going to do it? Eh. Eh. You know, I'm, I'm scared. What if I fail? Or I'm scared. What if I'm not good enough? Or, you know, what if it's really hard and I just realize halfway through, I'm like, F this. I quit. Right? Like, I'm out. The same for me. Right? So that real conversation you have to have with yourself is at the beginning because you might be, I know guys that, and, and there's, there's, there's guys out there Guys and girls, right? I'm, I'm not saying that as a, a sex right. thing, as, more as a person thing. There's people in the human race that say a lot of things, that want to do a lot of things, but won't do a lot of things. Because they really don't want it. They're really okay with how it is right now. It's not to the point that it's bad enough for me to change. So if it's not to the point where it's bad enough for me to change, I'll ride out. Just keep riding, ride, riding. Because it's not bad enough yet. So, it's not that big a deal. Eh, it's not bad. So, I'll just take and take and take. And then, that's the point where it's like, that's you. Like, that's all on you. It, it's Listen, I, I want people to do amazing things, right? I'm, I'm, I bounced around a little bit in the coaching world uh, from sports and also individuals and businesses, right? I've been a coach uh, with a, numerous different niches. I hate niches, but that's a different topic for a different show. But I've had numerous different niches. All right. And really at the end of the day, like, you're, not a, rain, you're a prince, but you're not a ray man. right? Like, I'm no. not a ray man. I can't make you great. Now, I, I can ask some questions, right? We can, right. we can get we can get a little deeper. I can, uh, with basketball or skill set stuff like that, you can teach training exercise. Things that might work for you.
1: Yeah.
0: See, I like when you word it that way. Things that might work for you, because you get to pick if it works for you or not. I don't like this where it's like mentor. Follow exactly what I said. You get to where you go. There's no certain pill that guarantees it. The closest thing to a pill that guarantees success is working your ass off. Like That's the closest pill to where you have the best chance to do something great in life. It's just work really hard. And if you do that, you got a chance. If you don't do that, you probably don't. So That might be the best pill. But it's not overnight. It's going to be years and years and years. But part of it is finding your goal. Making your plan, right? And then what's the first step? And make the first step something easy. Like if you're trying to have a better, if you're trying to have a better physical body, right? Getting to the gym every morning at 6 a.m. is hard. I've seen sure multiple is. people yeah. fail at it, including myself. I've seen it. So that's hard. So maybe start with you know, drinking more water and less sodas or teas. Start there. And you know, start with, you know, a couple sit-ups or push-ups in your house. Right, like that, that's easier. And uh, you know, start by you know, walking to the mailbox rather than picking up the mail when you drive by the mailbox. Walk to it, right? you're adding steps. But these little things you can do to make progress towards your goal, because uh, I think the instant gratification, right, the microwave time we're in, I don't even say yeah. it's a generation, because it's a time now, it's, like, right. it's past a generation. It's, it's spread over years. Where it's like, this has to happen right now. If it doesn't happen right now, I don't want it. But we've missed the point where great things take time. Like, even, uh, they made internet dating so you can date more faster. Right. But you still have to build a relationship. Just because you're dating online doesn't make your relationship there. You still have to work for that. It still takes time. Like, building a business. Uh, I know a lot of people that just want to say they're they're business owners. I've worked with clients where they're like, number one thing to me. I want to say I'm in a business. What? <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Good luck. Great. Right? Like, (laughs) you're going to get that. And then you're going to get a whole bunch of other things that I don't know if you're going to be ready for because your mindset's on this thing that's like this minuscule thing over here. And then it's this huge rest of the subject. So it's, we want everything so fast, so quick that nowadays, I think it's a lot of other people say this, and I'll say this. Nowadays, the best time. It's the best time to be around now. And it's unfortunate how I'm gonna say this, but it's true. It's great to be around right now because there's a whole bunch of people that, don't, that are not willing to get started and there's a whole bunch of people not willing to stay. So if you're willing to get started and if you're willing to battle through hard days to get what you wanna get, you're most likely gonna win now because the days where people were battle-tested and willing to take scars to get there are decreasing. There's less and less people willing to take the abuse, right, the hardship of creating something or making progress towards something bigger now than there was 20 years ago and before Agreed. that and before that and before that. So no longer technology is fantastic. yeah sure. technology does help. You can connect to anyone, anywhere, right? I remember when I started as a salesman, Right. I was selling collectibles and like uh, patriotic stuff. I was going door to door. I went door to door. Right, Knocking on right. doors. If you've never done that, going door to door is one of the most humbling and embarrassing things you can do. Cause one, people just accuse you of things. Like they're like, "Go get a real job." I'm like, "Well, I'm, I'm trying to do a real job, but okay, yeah. right?" Like, thank you. I work for people. I, like, stop trying, trying to rob me. I'm like, "Well, if I was trying to rob you, I would knock on the door." But let's let's pretend like I don't know how to do that, right? So I'm like, "All right," and then it's also it's it's very humbling because it it takes courage to knock on that door. Like that's not sure an does. easy moment. It's
1: Especially like, after a bunch of no's
0: like all right and you're automatically having to train your mind because you think it's going to go bad because they normally do one out of ten because you're 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 hoping for one out of ten is good odds so it's like it's worse than baseball percentage but that's how i had to start being a salesman that's how i'd start communicating with people and trying to connect with people real fast on their doorstep before they slam the door in your face and say nasty things to you and mean names but it's that has changed now because now there's There's guys that never even meet people face to face that are like known as big time salesmen. I'm like, how do you never connect with anyone? And people call you a big salesman. I'm I'm lost, right? The art of it has changed so much. So I'm not even talking about the technology of the game, because the technology is amazing. Now you can do bigger and better things technology-wise. Easy. The strength of us as individuals in the human race has went down because we've had to deal with less. We have 60-second rice. Yeah. Right? We have instant meals. That tastes all right. We, our instant meals back in the day were cardboard. Right. <laughs> and it's not, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not belittling uh, younger generations. I'm not doing that if that's how you take it. I apologize, kind of. But it's not, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, I'm saying you have an, a great advantage because a lot of people right now in the workforce will not go through the battle. And if you're willing to do that, you have an advantage. If you're willing to bust that, I was talking to someone in their young 20s, right? And they're like, man, I work, I work two jobs. I'm like, yeah, welcome to your young 20s. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you're going to work two jobs. But being willing to work two jobs, being willing to bust ass, being willing to work outwork everybody, in 10 years, you won't have to. They will. When they retire, they'll have to keep working. You won't. You're building that scar tissue now and not dealing with not building it later. And, and that's the thing right now. If you're young and you're hearing this and you're still listening, I don't know how. But if you're young and you're still listening, and I, I'm young, I mean, 45 and young, right? Like There's still.
1: plenty of people that are still young,
0: well into their 40s. Right. So it, I'm not putting a number near this, but if you're young where you feel it and you're like, no, I'm still ready for a fight. If you're at that point, you're going to win if you're just willing, right? Like you don't even have to really be great at what you're doing. If you're just willing to stay, people that are better than you at it are going to fall off. And this crazy thing it happens over time, you get better. You get better and better and better and better as it rolls, right? Like I, I always talk the first time I went up and spoke. I think at the end, everybody was happy. I was off stage, including myself. <laughs> it was just like, thank God that's over. First time I spoke on stage. It's now I don't I don't feel it's the same. I feel like I've gotten better uh, working with clients individually. The first time I worked with a client, I, I think I was more scared than they were, right? And I'm like, I'm yeah. I don't, I, this isn't <laughs> even my life. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm like, so it's. But you gotta be you, if you're willing to go through that battle, because it is. I mean, I I don't try to equate anything to war. War is war. I don't try to equate anything to that. But there's a battle. It's a battle within and it's a battle without. And if you're willing to embrace that, hell, welcome that battle. Take that on fullheartedly, arms wide open, heart wide open, and say, I know you're going to whoop my ass sometimes. I know my ass is going to get kicked. I know I'm going to get hit to the ground. I'm going to have to get up. I know I'm going to be embarrassed at times and humbled at times, and I'm going to have to learn from it rather than try to act cool through it. Because if I'm willing to take the lesson, I learn and move faster than if I'm not. And if you're willing to accept those times, but know that those times will make you better, stronger, and ready. Because everybody wants their shot. Okay. I, few people ever say, I want to be ready for my shot. I hear a lot of people talk about, I want opportunity. Man, All I'm just looking for that opportunity, man. But they don't talk about being ready for that opportunity. And I... Being ready for the opportunity should always be most important. Because if you're ready for it, that means you put in time. Man. That means you perfected your craft. That means you mastered it. That means you hammered your sword. And then when that battle happens, you have the tools to fight. And then you have a chance to win. But if you don't, you don't have a chance to win. So I think it's a, I think it's a great time to be in this mindset. Because the world's yours. Because people are going to fall off. People aren't going to do it. People are going to, ah. I'll stay over here, I'll just do this thing. I'm comfortable doing this thing. Because they're not willing to stay uncomfortable for long periods of time. The longer mm-hmm. you're willing to stay uncomfortable, the better chance you have. I know that's right. Let's take that. Yeah. For I, can, I can take that for all the points. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't trade that for all the tea in China. Right? But that's that's where I say like I disagree because it's you know, it, it's all great. You're like find find someone that did it and i think that's great mentally because you see someone that so you know Mm -hmm. if one can do it anyone can do it if anyone can do it everyone can do it right i totally agree with that idea of it i don't agree with follow their footsteps and you'll get there you'll always be behind them if you're following one's footsteps you'll always be behind them and two what they got in their journey you're not getting now the things they had to move out of their way you're not moving so you're not gaining that strength right the obstacles they had to figure out their way around and learn from you're not going to have to, so yeah, that gets you farther, but it means you're ready for less. So what happens when that person's not funny anymore? Now you're further up that hill, cool. You might have a better title, great, but you're not ready for that next obstacle because you haven't done any yet, right? It's you know it, it was funny they talked about this uh, this past weekend when we were at uh, John Maxwell right, and they said they named all these guys that were amazing in the game. Right? Jim Rowan. Yeah. Zig Ziglar. Right? Amazing dudes. Right? That started their own companies kind of training, speaking, going about doing their own convention kind of things. And they say how they're obsolete now because when they died, it died. Yeah. Why? And then uh, what's funny, it, The uh, it's not funny, but the Maxwell team, uh, Paul Martinelli, president of it, said, we're built to last. And I say, how? Like, All right? All right. What makes it different? Yeah. How? And to me, it's. You see that, and I think it's because that person that was at the forefront went through those battles, and then when they weren't there anymore to take them, the people behind them never experienced something like it. So all of a sudden, it was a different world. It was a whole new world in a bad way. Yeah. Right? It was like the LeVar whole new world rather than the Aladdin whole new world. Negative. Wrong whole new world. You don't want that. Right. So it's. That, so to me, I sit there and I go, how that happen? Oh, I can tell you how it happened. Why did uh, Apple need Steve Jobs back? Because he took battles and the next it people were not ready for it. Yeah. Right. It's why are some of these companies that do great things, make amazing feats, become huge businesses. CEO leaves, president leaves, mm-hmm. right? All of a sudden, right? Not one day, but over time, just keeps crumbling, crumbling. Why? Because those battles... They weren't ready to fight because they never had to, because they were behind that dude that was fighting. Playing the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Tree with shallow roots. Falls right over. There. Boom. Take that. Good? I Gotta think we covered it. All The right. Don't leak you podcast. Samar Carbo. Tell them where they can find you.
1: At Samarbo. They not butcher your name on, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Snapchat. I appreciate you not butchering my name, but that's kind of our thing.
0: I know I ruined <laughs> it, my fault. <laughs> I'm Michael Faber. You can find me. Yeah, Michael Faber. <laughs> Unleash you podcast. Peace, love, and happiness from the Unleash You fam. Till next time. Peace.